Hello, Hello, and welcome to a Ripper's Roadside Tavern, where the ale is brown and the host is browner. My name is Ryan Scott. <laughs> I shall be leading today's session. Don't and drink the I'm same joined... as I do, mate. <laughs> I'm joined by Bradley. Yellow. Christine. Hello. And Sean. Hello. So I hope you all had a wonderful New Year's Eve. What did you guys get up to? Oh, just uh, I'm, I'm family really games and a couple of people. I had my last two shows of Panto and a Get Out, so I collapsed on a sofa, but I made it to midnight with a rum in <laughs> hand, so that's okay. <laughs> I actually went to see Dan, who's who's not here today, uh, for my regular stream. Um, uh, he's uh, due another child fairly soon, so I went over there to see if oh, I could help out. I didn't know that. I learned how to pop a window out of its... Um... Oh, I forgot the term now. I was going to really like... frame. Yeah, but not, it's not even a frame. There's like the thing that clips it yeah, onto the, the frame. The, the ceiling. Yeah, the beading. That's it. Yeah. That's okay. it. Um, so I learned about um, window beading and how to pop it out and stuff like that. They're filthy inside, by the way, when you take yeah. a window out. Yeah. Um, lots of creepy crawlers. Um, so... <laughs> we need to, if we want to break into anywhere, we know who to come to. Yeah, exactly. Beady, beady man. Beady man. Um, I hung out with Dan and his family, and they have a five-year-old, and it was lovely to just sort of... Uh, we played Quest of Yore, which we may actually chat about later on. It's kind of like... It's from the film Onward, Pixar film Onward, mm. and it's like a sort of um, child-friendly D&D, &D, I suppose you'd call it. Um, so that's what we did. And an indoor fireworks show, which was as bad as you would expect. An indoor fireworks show? Yeah, is yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> It's as smoky as you would expect. I don't know why we expected there not to be a, <laughs> the amount of smoke that would set off a fire alarm. Um, and it's and at the same time, it's really really lacklustre, obviously, because they're fireworks that have to sort of only. Propel is it like? In. Is it like what were things sparklers? We had sparklers, but then we were too afraid to use them indoors and we ran outside. Mm, I'm say, um, yeah. So that was so that was worrying. There were indoor sparklers. The rest were like little things that's. Just you know, shot a mountain of sparks, but they're only allowed to do it sort of this far off the ground, an inch right. off the ground. So, but we enjoyed, we reveled Crazy. in this sort of ridiculous. What is this? A firework <laughs> yeah, yeah. display for ants? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so we enjoyed, we enjoyed the smallness of it, as I think a lot of people mm. will have this year. Just sort of like reveled in yeah. the smallness of it. Appreciate any, it. Any New Year's resolutions from anyone, or are you not doing that for 2022? And mm. it's the first time I've thought about it. I've got to be honest. Yeah. Like maybe try and get up earlier when I don't have work. Yeah, <laughs> like maybe. that would be. A good I mean, one. Yeah, I that's, that's a good one. General. That's a good you one. You can have it if you want. There's no like. No. Cut off like. Well, oh, bite... kids, I got it. <laughs> yeah. Well, biting my nails is always a big one that I never ever do. So maybe uh, I'll try yeah. again this year. Yeah, that, that stuff, stuff that you paint. Yeah. Paint I, I, it. I use it, and what I do is I bite my nails through it, and then take a drink to wash the taste out. No, yeah. you've got like a sort of subconscious <laughs> routine. Badly. Yeah, yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> Just take your what nails What do your nails off, look like? Let's have a look. And they're Can not they that bad at the moment. Um, my hands are all cut up though from sort of DIY and stuff. So. Oh, you're just showing off, just like a little flex there. <laughs> <laughs> my hat, I've been working out too much, so you know my nails look no, bad. No, it my wasn't. Hands. We were so my grandparents are moving down here, uh, uh -huh. not not to me, but to near my parents. Hmm. So we spent. A couple of days between christmas and new year ripping kitchen and bathroom out of the new house because they exchanged on like the 22nd oh. 
Why were you just ripping them out? You just want to punish them. It's, you just don't yeah. like them very much. They live they live in a house with no furniture and no kitchen <laughs> and no bathroom. Yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was it. And that was your Christmas gift to them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's survival. You, you had it, but not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like reverse reverse Christmas gift giving. Yeah. So my, my news resolution was to I wanna like more content uh, of people, friends, uh, I wanna find more I wanna support more local businesses as well. Um, so where I can, where possible, I want to sort of try and uh, buy local and, you know, for, for people and then also content creators as well. I want to try and support content creators. So um, if anyone is listening, uh, you can find us at Bloodsong Party on Twitter and Bloodsong on Facebook and Instagram. Come and tell us what your new, if you're doing anything new, if you decided, hey, this is the year that I'm going to try and become an, in- an Instagram influencer and show my butt off. Tell us about that. You know, maybe we'll Don't support show you. Don't show your butt off on Instagram. TikTok's the way to go now. TikTok's yeah, the way to go. Started to a TikTok about yeah. showing people how to... I saw a, t- a, a guy recently started showing people how to like put on ties and stuff like that, like like dad things for people who didn't grow up with a father, which I thought was quite interesting. It's like really little cool. short little tidbits. It's very sweet. So if you are doing any content creation this year, if you are doing anything like that, let us know. I, I personally want to support more and more smaller creators. That's what I'm, what I'm doing. And I think, and that's actually, that leads us quite nicely into what this episode of, uh, of the Ripper's Road to Tavern is actually going to be about. We will be next week getting back into the full campaign. I think everybody is back in next week. We'll have a full house, which would be really good. Um, so that'd be nice to get back into the gritty and then we can start to see how 2022 treats blood and song which would be very interesting and which direction we want to take that but i was speaking to a few friends over the christmas over that weird in-between period that we did the the uh our last stream on um about sort of the you know the news resolution and a few of the things i was thinking about doing and you know i said to them about the stream and i think a few people said to me like oh, i love it but i don't know i don't understand it or um, I don't understand like the concept of what you just roll dice and, you know, or if I wanted to start, like, where would I be looking? And so I think that's one of the things we wanted to just touch on. We, we mentioned this about what we wanted to do. And Joffrey, who's also busy today, recommended that we maybe take a look at, at what resources we need and where to find them and what's good and bad. And between us, we've got um, people who've been playing, who've just started in the last year and have been playing for sort of the last three or four years uh, in our group, you know, Joffrey and Dan. Dan's been playing since the beginning of time, I think, <laughs> since just dice were molded um, with his <laughs> uncle. Uh, and, you know, we, we, we've had, we've had, we've got quite a long history between some of us playing D&D. So it'd be nice to sort of break down some of those places where we learned, where we started from, uh, and what we what we want to sort of what are the resources and then we want to take a look mm, at what are the things that make yeah, it yeah and where's good to look <laughs> and then also what do we enjoy as players and how do we approach a table or a virtual tabletop or how do we do that so yeah i think we can just sort of kick straight in yeah um so i think a couple of the things so that the first thing is you know dungeon dragons it is a role-playing game where you use dice to basically tell a story right and there's the, there's two main groups of people at the table you've got the dungeon master or the game master often abbreviated to dm or gm that will run everything they have the books they have the rules they are the people behind the screen playing every character that isn't you and then on the other side of the table you have the player characters who uh who as everyone who's created their own character they're rolling the dice they're creating the story they're building the world they're the they're us that we see on the stream and johnny is our 
our DM. That's the sort of main arc of it. Effectively, it's collaborative storytelling and improv with dice that decide the fate of the actions that you complete. Yes. Which, uh, which, very uh, which yeah, thank you very much. It's, like, it's like almost, add, yeah, it's almost well. like I've written it down. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think as well, if anybody's got any questions about anything that we say today, should they jump in the comments? And yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, we're not clear about anything because we're. Yeah, if there's anything, chuck it in the comments. Uh, or, as I said, message us uh, at Bloodstone Party if you're listening to, Listen this, afterwards, to this afterwards. Yeah. Um, yeah. To see if see if you if you have anything or any questions or anything like that, um, and then we can try and answer them at the end if anything come up, or we'll answer them as we go. And also, you guys as well, break me off if I've said anything wrong, or um, if there's anything that you know you guys need to contribute as well. I can't we'll keep miss. stopping you that much, mate. Well, all right, fair enough. You've been playing for like two years, Brad. So we'll, <laughs> I've been we'll playing for as long as you have. <laughs> um, so there's, I think there's two main ways of playing Dungeons and Dragons. A lot of it traditionally was done physically, and with COVID and with the advancement of technologies we've had, now there's also a way to look at playing D and D digitally. That's how we've been doing it for these for this entire stream. Um, Sean and I started playing physically with Dan as I said Dan definitely started playing physically um, a long time ago with other editions and I think there is a nice Venn diagram that fits over um, the sort of resources that you need and the way that you can play when you're looking at D&D &D, uh, uh, and that is digitally or physically if we look at uh, the main thing for, I think for most of these across the board is that you'll need the rule book which gives you uh, everything you need to know how to play D&D breaks down yeah. very nicely. Christine's there got it, her is. Player. Yeah, it's right. it is. The, it's called the Player's with, Handbook. With even then, the basic rules, the very basic, basic, basic rules are well, yeah, free. Yeah. Are free and yes. given out by And it's a shorter wizards. document than this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and as we, as I mentioned as well, the, the DM, which is something that is, is physical, normally they would have a screen which basically sits between one second. them and the players if you're playing physically. I think Bradley's got one which he's going to run off and get us um, <laughs> and to show us what a DM screen would look like. Uh, if you, I don't know if you can see it in his, he zoomed in his camera. At the camera, moment, but... all he's doing is showing off his pajamas. Oh, is, yeah, he zoomed, yeah. is he zoomed himself in on the stream? Okay. Yeah, he zoomed himself in so we, so we, we can't see. Can't <laughs> see his he's got a... Is it backwards? Is it? It's backwards, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. The E do I guess Yes, it's a strange spell. Oh well. But the yes, there's the Dungeon Master Guide and there's Player's Handbook as well. There are two very, very vital pieces which lay out everything to basically get to understand. Now, there's so many videos, there's so many resources online, there's so many TLDRs about this. Um that you can find online, that you can find through Reddit and, you know, many YouTube videos of people trying to explain it to you, or they, even though some of those come out to an hour as well. Um, I think the, the truest and best way to be able to understand and learn D&D &D is, is to play it, right? To play it and have a knowledgeable and patient DM to run you through it. I have played games, I've run games, sorry, uh, with my friends um, who love video games, love adventures, uh, love TV and uh, fantasy and if you have a basic understanding of that, it's very easy to slip yourself into a world and then you build upon that with the dice and, um, you know, as a DM, maybe a little bit of rule breaking here and there to sort of just let people understand it. And then also, and just being fun. And then the last thing, which uh, again, Bradley's, we can't see it because of the way strategically plays his camera, but in, the, in his background, he's got a load of books 
uh, of specific adventures. Um, <laughs> now these are these are basically addendums to the actual D and D itself. And in these, you can find they set you out an adventure. You are four people that meet at a tavern, and you get given a specific task, and you must go here. and And inside of those, as a DM, you help guide the players around the world. And, you know, ultimately they will complete something going and defeating a big evil genie or or fighting yeah. a dragon in a dungeon. A lot of them are, are very different in a way yes. that they both, they give you the information you need as a DM and the way it's run for the players. There some drastic differences. Yeah, absolutely. And there are, so those are your key documentation pieces. Now, as you can see, Bradley's got them physically, but we predominantly, we play digitally and there are a lot of great places to find this you can always buy books at uh if you're just searching for dungeon dragons wizards of the coast will sell them many independent sellers will sell these as well uh, but the key places we go for digital versions of everything is we go to DD beyond now i've spoken to a few people who have not used this or uh, or have used other tools but this is essentially it's a third party company that has all of the resources online you can create a free account it has all the resources online. You can create characters. You can see the book. You can see the adventures. And then as you buy the different modules from them uh, digitally, you can then get extra classes, extra monsters, extra items to be able to add to your games and your campaigns and these kind of things mm. that you play. So my so my experience, I don't know what it's like for you guys. So because when I w when we were transitioning to digital, people were very hot on Roll Twenty. It was the Skype of um, <laughs> of online systems before Zoom came in, the D and D Beyond of Zoom. Um, so I was I used Roll Twenty, but um, at the time it was quite sort of new, and it, and I think perhaps it was the paywall, but also it, it didn't quite have the uh, depth of D&D Beyond of being able to have your digital character sheet and share it and everything like well, that. So I the problem was that you had a digital character sheet, but it was strictly within the campaign that you were in. You couldn't right, move okay. it out, you couldn't print it off, you couldn't... It was hard to change. It mm. had The information was sequestered away sometimes, mm -hmm. and you couldn't like quickly add a feat in the way that you could in D&D &D yeah. Beyond. So you started digitally, didn't you, Brad, as well? Yeah, I started on Roll20. And you started on Roll20? I started on Roll20, yeah. And then you transitioned to... At first with a friendship group, then I played a game with a couple of random people for like a month, and that mm. was terrible. Don't ever do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really interesting, <laughs> no, though, because no, no, it's sort do, of like when do. you go to like a, ga a trade show or a game, uh, you know, mm. a game expo. I've never done this, actually. I always want to. I see all the get all of the sort of people at their I think in the flesh, the it's probably more okay. Yeah. Okay. But like yeah. joining this random people's, they played it so much like a video game that it was just unfun to me. And that's maybe that mm. specific game that I they think... were doing. I mean, I think as well, just to throw it out there, one of the reasons that I even joined in was because I was working with Dan on a show and he said, uh, we, I think we, he, was, he was crashing at my digs one night and we were chatting because the digs that I was in, the, the lady whose flat it was, she had D&D &D stuff. And oh, cool. I had realized oh, yeah. this, but Dan didn't, didn't, hadn't, I didn't realize that Dan played D&D &D. Yeah. and I'd never done it, but I've watched lots of uh, those sort of, role-playing i played loads of role-playing games on, mm. you know, on the mm. xbox or whatever and i'd also you know watch lots of fantasy tv shows yeah. and um loved reading fantasy books 
And so we got chatting about it and he invited me down and it literally was a, oh, that'd be nice. We've got on really well on this job. Why don't we do a social thing where we get together around a table and have a chat and you can hmm. meet some of my friends. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, that's the first time we met you, right? Yeah. And then I think doing this online thing, it was, you know, if it wasn't for the Zoom, if I was just playing it digitally and not yeah. on Zoom as well, where mm. we were chatting to each other while we're doing it, I think it'd be a very different experience. And I don't think I personally would like it mm. because yeah. there's a point of a game to my mind is the social aspect of it, yeah. which you get way more than you do with computer games. But then yeah. that's, I think, partly because that's I started with the tabletop version, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, so we've been trying to put in the we as we've been developing over the last few years, we've been actually trying to find like ways to put the water cooler chats in. So like what we yeah. what when we were at the table with Dan and you have sessions that go on until like three, four o'clock in the morning sometimes, <laughs> you're you need breaks and you take breaks and there's lots of movement around the table. It's yeah. less prescribed than doing it on a stream. Um and people will go off and they'll chat and they'll have a little secret chat about what's happening with the character or they'll they'll just have a chat that then like with all creative stuff they'll just chat nonsense then suddenly you'll go man i never thought about that thanks for thanks for you know mm. chatting to me about that i now know something completely different about my character or about this or about yeah. that and that was the that's the aspect yeah. i miss the most i think about doing it online so we actually have yeah. to chat before chat after chat in whatsapp we have to sort of find you know not not the yeah. water cooler but like the tea and toast you know yeah. we have phases tea room don't we yeah. In our WhatsApp group. That's our little WhatsApp group, but it doesn't yeah. include the DM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't yeah. want him no to suddenly go, no I've got a sneaky idea, I'm going to thwart them. Well, um, I, I think yeah. it's important, like, you know, there is a distinction between a lot of people. What now COVID is, um, you know, has not enabled us to be able to play physically very often. I think it's mm. it, there is something very lovely about sitting across the table from people um, and being able to play it. And that kind of leads me into, so we talked about what you resources you need for digital, D&D Beyond, a Zoom or another VoIP. Uh, you, you'll hear Johnny often uh, talk about Foundry, which is, mm. and talks about that as a VTT, and that means virtual tabletop, something like a Roll20. I think there's Dwarven Forge as well. Um, and Foundry is another yeah. one. You know, they are, they are basically like your virtual table that you can put maps on and you can, have that aspect yeah. uh, and then so physically is something quite interesting to me when we first started playing sean and i at dan's house he had years worth of counters and mini mm. figurines and and the most important thing right hundreds of dice he had hundreds yeah. of dice you know <laughs> huge um, dice pool huge. huge dice pool and you know do you, you know maybe some costumes as well if you fancy that <laughs> if you, you know if you're that way inclined which is the sort of the uh the the chad's view of D D, isn't it is like a bunch of people in the basement dressed like wizards and barbarians and stuff like that playing now i would love that <laughs> that's right? the dream that's that's <laughs> that where everyone dream, wants to it? get to <laughs> yeah i'm actually all right with a bit of cosplay i am yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the stranger things version of it yes. yes yeah exactly yeah yeah but you know but I, I and think... i think that's that's the friend circle that you play with those are people yeah. you know you can you can bring all of that um and you you, you and there's with technology now, I think Dan wants to build a table that he can have like a touch screen in it. But you can have all that now where you can have it all physically in a touch screen and you can move all your mm. characters around and or you can go classic and have the your little figurines and someone can spend the time drawing mm. maps out. There's many different ways to sort of yeah, yeah. play. Yeah. Physically. Say, I thought of doing this. Well, I was going to say like because when I came into this as well, when I came into the stream, I got a bit overwhelmed. With all of the digital options and i was mm -hmm. like i don't know what i actually need blah 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 but it, what it comes down to is that all these digital 
interactions and these digital softwares all started with very simple physical things mm-hmm. so and it took me a little while to get my head around that <laughs> yes I suppose, yeah, like, don't get confused right. about it all you need is a notebook um some dice mm. so i like to roll your dice so it doesn't fall off the table because that's annoying um <laughs> and some snacks yes yeah. <laughs> yeah. essential that was basically it but you said that, that is all you need and then if you turn up generally the dm will have some other stuff the dungeon yeah. master so they yeah. will come up with the map which is divided yeah. into little grids they will come up with either little discs like little counters or you know they've splashed out you get these little figurines mm. and all that is is a physical way of manifesting where you are in relation to things yeah. so you can tell if something's in in range of your crossbow or you yeah. know or, or if you can mm. get to a to the exit to make a speedy retreat as we've had to do a couple of times <laughs> you know um but ultimately it's pen and paper and some dice and some yeah. food and that is all you need to start and that was that made me go oh, okay cool yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that sure, was it really sure so. so we i think personally now that i've played both sides of it i think a my personal favorite is definitely like a if you can do this safely a hybrid between a physical game and a digital game like so being able to play around a table but you know you grab your ipad and you have dnd beyond on it because it just makes life easier for rolling and the calculations and being able to see stuff um you know when we first started we only did physical and then uh sean started to use more digital as well um and i'm digital i'm table. digital all the way I, although i like it in person so i agree with you so like yeah. ipads in person you know you need that and you need that and connection we've i've started playing i've started dming a game with our family um and what we've done mm-hmm. is we've we've done that physical uh, crossover so we've we give them dnd beyond on their devices but because we're all a family of gamblers not they badly, love rolling but, you know, the dice we love they rolling, rolling dice <laughs> love rolling the dice so literally when we played it on holiday and they were like where's the dice ryan and i was like no 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 i just roll it on your phone and they're like ah oh. you know and they were genuinely like wanted they, they love that feeling of that <laughs> chance you know watching it roll over you know can um, i i know you're i know you've got some flow on but i i just want to tell you this little anecdote because i because hmm. i um just had forgotten about it till I was reminded by my aunt. So a couple of us are regular, my dad, my aunt, uh, my fiance, Ryan and me, we we're the sort of core group that have been playing a few games of uh, Lost Mo- the Lost Minds, hmm. uh, which is a module for D&D 5. Um, our other aunt, who we love dearly, little bit of a cheeky monkey she is. Um, she um, she loves a game and, and she loves like a, a, a card game and she's very quick hmm. at picking up rules. But she, we thought this this is the sort of thing that, not many people are going to be attracted to it if they're on holiday you know they're in the sunny greece they don't want to come and sit at a table and do this she sat down for five minutes and she was just watching us watching us watching us play and then she started to throw in some like really fantastic suggestions didn't she and then she yeah. felt part of it after mm. she'd thrown a few suggestions she felt part of it and then she understood some of the game because some of it's very easy to understand isn't it you sort of have stats and you roll yeah. and there are things you can do and somebody's telling you the rules like the dm mm. and then the other side of it she didn't understand but she was totally willing to sort of compromise at that moment you know and just sort yeah. of eventually figure it out so i think that's something really important as well sometimes just let people sit in if they if yeah. they're not quite ready because the vibe of everyone playing is something amazing isn't it something fairly unique i think and so that that brings me to one of my first like of our recommendations right um i know bradley you said playing with a game of random is is um wasn't the right tough. fit for you yeah it's tough but johnny 
uh, our DM plays a Thursday, he calls it his Thursday game. Yeah. And he started that by going to a local um, board game bar or comic book, I think it's a board game bar, comic book shop hybrid, you know, found they had a game available on a Thursday. And he started playing, he plays this game and played it with people he had no idea. You know, a few of them are friends, but a few of them are randoms at the table. So there are board game bars everywhere. Yeah. Uh, in Croydon, we had Ludaquist. Um, I think there's I think there's one of a similar name up in up in Nottingham now, but there is all, there's always something near you or there's always a, a place near you. So if you are interested, right, those are perfect places. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you'll have a place, Brad. It's, sure it's in Milton Keynes. I cannot be asked to drive 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's nothing on the other Sheffield. I'm just throwing it out there, but that's all right. <laughs> okay. But Christine, you know, you work at the tea room, right? You could start it. Oh, I don't work there anymore. I don't work there anymore. That's true. But you could come back as a consultant think, for the tea room, couldn't yeah. you? Genuinely, though, I, I, when I came out, well, it came out. When I, when I actually <laughs> actively said to people, oh, I do this D&D game on Monday mm. nights. Is it? Um, oh, I was I, about to I, compare I, it to coming out, then I realised it's totally not like that. <laughs> and totally I don't want to like start anyone. Cool. No, but when I, when I started talking about it, I suppose that's probably it. Um, I had people who were like, oh, I used to play that when I was a kid. Oh, Oh, what yeah. are you like? But yeah. I, I don't have anybody to play with, you yeah. know. And I think that's a big thing because it is a team part, a team mm. game. Yeah. Um, and you know, you do need at least three, three people. Do you think? Or maybe yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd say a DM best. and two players would work yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, DM and two players. Yeah. You know, three is a nice amount. Uh, Dan said there was what fifteen people in one of the games. You were ten. <laughs> yeah, that sounded like oh, absolute gosh. hell. Exactly, right, exactly. But the well, thing is, if you're willing to right. handle it, mm-hmm. but then I've listened to, uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll come to this in a minute, but one of the podcasts I listened to, NADPOD, um, they did the, their big final battle and they brought every guest star that they had on. Oh, that's cool. Right? To yeah. be part of this massive battle. And it was really, you know, it took a while, but it was really good. And because it was also a comedy podcast, they were all bounced off each other and it was really lovely. So, it's possible to hold games uh, with with more and more people, um, but yeah, I think that's a recommendation, right? Go and see if you want to try something new this this year. There's always going to be um, there's always going to be places, and what you might find is you might turn up there and you know be in, be invited to play, and you might not play that session. You might sit in it, understand who's at the table, understand what the DMs like, understand what the other players are like, and then if you're interested, it's very easy to roll in a character, right? Uh, a new person we've done it recently with joffrey you know we spent nearly a year uh before you know before we got someone in and um and we saw how quickly he came in how quickly johnny introduced him and how actually he as a player and his character docs has been able to involve themselves in the story you know through some of the work that they've done in the background um to get him in so it's very easy so don't feel like oh i'll, I'll wait for them to yeah. to start a new campaign or something like that it's Just possible good, a yeah. good dm will be able to involve you and uh, open open the game up for you absolutely um cool. yeah I had, a, I had a recommendation for a podcast yeah. as well if you uh, it was one that i listened to i found really helpful it's just called how friends roll um yeah. it's, johnny recommended it to me and it is a DM sitting down with a complete bunch of noobs who've never played it before, and he just starts from the top. Yeah, um, that's and cool. And it's funny. It is funny. There's, yeah. a, there's a bit where someone creates a, a, a starts as someone's a bard, and she decides to sing, a, to create a song for these these centipedes that are, should 
that in theory be killing them, but somehow she manages to sing a song that they really love and rolls really well, and they think she yeah, becomes yeah. like a massive hero for these centipedes, um, <laughs> and they start singing her song. <laughs> but you know, it's just like lots yeah. of stuff like that. Um, Is it an audio podcast? Yeah, yeah video or just really audio. Good. I might put a link yeah. up on Twitter so people yeah. can see it. Yeah, um, I also put a link on the basic rules. Uh, so you yeah. can find that if you want to check that out. I'll, yeah, I'll do a little, do a little, little stream. Yeah, no, little cheat sheet. Oh, that'd Twitter. be lovely. Yeah. Um, so for so. for me, I found so in terms of resources, I think good podcasts to listen to. Uh, as I mentioned, NADPod. That's not another D and D podcast. They were ex uh, college humor writers and actors, um, and they started their own campaign. And it's really it's really funny. But they started with two people who'd never played before. Mm. And so, you know, the and it's it's Jake from Jake and Amir who own Headgum Studios. It's, you know, he's actually playing in this with them. And he's really interesting to sort of see him go, I have no idea what I'm doing to by the mm. end of it, like absolutely smashing out people. But it is a comedy podcast at the end of it as well. So they do it, they, they bring it in nicely. They explain rules. They have character arcs. Um, you know, they have a Patreon if you're that way inclined as well. So that's one for me. And then if you want something that's very absurdist, um, there's always... Uh, Dungeons and Daddies, which is the Rocket Jump people. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the first D and D podcasts I listened to after playing with Johnny, and he sort of recommended it. Um, you know, I used to watch the Rocket Jump guys on YouTube a long time ago. They're sort of big nerds. Uh, yeah, and watching have... Freddie Freddie Wong's original Freddy YouTube Wong's channel. Freddie Wong's YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, good. Yeah, Dun- Dungeons and Daddies. Did you yes. say? All right. Yeah. And and dogs for some reason they got that on there. That's that's yeah. their newest. Their new. They did a. a Fetch Quest was their right. uh, newest uh, season where they all played they all played dogs, which was interesting. It's just like that's, a little side. That's bit. funny, and it's yeah. Fetch Quest. I like that very much. Yeah. See, that's my sort of thing. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, so that, that those those are my my two. And then I have a particular uh, DM that I really like, or GM that I really like. A guy called Tor- his handles are Tormented by Gnomes. Um, oh, and I really like it. He's but he's a really fantastic, patient, knowledgeable. Uh, DM, he does Castles and Castles, which is his, uh, he does that with the Overwatch um, casters, the shout casters. But then he's also done uh, Red Sky City, which is cyberpunk. Um, and again, he's in the person that's, you know, involved himself in, this is his sort of job now um, to be able to become a professional DM, basically. And so he's been able to run that. So that's uh, another uh, person, that, uh, Joe, I think his name is. He's in that. He's my my recommendations of things to listen to and people to look out. Just for. give me a very, just a very very quick overview of those two podcasts that you're talking about. Like, what's the tone? What's the vibe? Okay. What do they go for what are they sort of Dungeons similar and Daddies to is not a BDSM podcast. This is what they say. Right. Um, <laughs> so, sometimes a D and D podcast. So right. their one is way more about the characters, the people, their interactions, rather than the cold hard dice rolling. Mm-hmm um and it's as johnny once described it it's how many 80s and 90s film and tv references can be crammed into an episode is right, basically okay. yeah. what that is yeah the so premise very funny. the premise is that a bunch of single dads lose no, their children are they they're not single dads. i thought no. they were single dads no uh, well basically a bunch of dads lose their children through a portal yeah. in a fantasy world and they have yeah. to go through and save them yeah yeah which is like basically that you can imagine what that's like right yeah yeah yeah. It's, and it's, it's a bunch of like modern day dads as well to put that yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah yeah uh and then nadpod is it's uh, like i'd say it's absurdist high fantasy so it's still set in faerun it still abides by right. the sort of the the 
the the world of D and D. Um, but then they have ridiculous sort of things like they have like a bullywug fighting ring, um, which is like a ridiculous thing they do. Or right. they and they just play really they play interesting characters where they'll have stupid moments. They have moonshine um, has has a a, a possum called Pawpaw, which is her like familiar. Uh-huh. And it's just, a, and then it turns out to be a lawyer. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. That's like, it. It's You've given me but an then, example but, of what it's like. But yeah, then, yeah. when it like when it comes to brass taxes, yeah. like it gets serious. They because they're all ex. They have that sort of critical role actors. acting chops and yeah. drama and they yeah, they know the right ways to like make a moment funny and then make a moment like epic or pull on the heartstrings. Like I was, I've been, I literally, I was, I listened to their entire first campaign while I was at the beginning of the first lockdown. Mm. Um, Actually, no, it wasn't. It was before that. Sorry, it was. It was while while I was jobless, and I remember just like there were times where I was like at the gym, like just not moving because I was so involved in what was happening, <laughs> or like or like on a squat rack with a tear rolling down my eye because like something really sweet is happening. So um, those are two of the definite ones. That those are my big recommendations. Just quickly, what was the funny. Cthulhu one you were talking to me about the other day? I yeah. So I listened to. Oh, you might have to come back to me. Uh, I was trying to remember what it was as well. Ain't Slayed Nobody. Right. Is that, that's what it's called. Um, and they basically did uh, Call of Cthulhu set in a Western world, which was very interesting. But they were all, again, they're, they're quite like, they're an interesting, they're a bootstrap Woodlands group. Woodlands DLC did that, didn't they? Yes. And um, Three Black Halflings recently did, uh, they did a series obelisks something an obelisks which is like sort of a western D inspired world and three black halflings is really interesting because it is sort of they are a group that challenge those challenge the sort of white western ideologies that are put into yeah stereotypes that were, and yeah, stereotypes that are put in uh, and sort of make it um a much more like interesting and inclusive world so uh-huh. that's another great recommendation there so i had a i had a really weird sort of um uh approach to this where i i enjoyed watching little bits of all of these i sort of dip in and out of all of these uh live streams but i've never watched a full season of them and it's really fascinating you know it's like the actors that don't watch their own work and never have any time for movies it's like so so my sort of approach to this is i'm interested in the collaborative storytelling element so um i'm a writer um as well as lots of other things including soul servant um so but at, but part of what i do as a writer uh, the writer part of me it, it it is involved in the idea of long-form character arcs tv that sort of thing is is what i love so i approach the stream side of it with the and the character side of it with with my love of television effectively mm. and like or franchises film franchise and other sorts of things where characters and narratives go over a long period of time so i actually don't have any recommendations for like streams because i haven't watched a full season of it well you um, watch a couple of guys on youtube though don't you yeah so what what i what i do appreciate are the heavyweights so oh listen we'll get to in terms of paper resources rpg it's rpg bot i'm going to double check but it's like rpgbot.net is a, is a fantastic resource so um i've been accused it's in the mo- past a lot of a lot of free stuff a lot of D&D stuff that's in books you can access for free on there. Yes, so I think it's our it's I think it's RPG bot. So what it does is it'll show you um the best combinations 
uh, within classes and, and races and all sorts of other things. So it will break down the classes, subclasses, and other things. So for someone like me who doesn't have, um, you know, hours and hours to trawl the books and learn this sort of stuff or play, play like Dan for, for, for decades till you figure out what components <laughs> slot in. No, I'm serious, for I decades. Mean, he has played for decades. Yeah, yeah I know. I was going to yeah, say a decade. Enough. And when I spoke to him the other day, he said more than a decade. I was like, oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> um, so because I don't have the time for that, RPG Bot is an incredible resource for 5e and it lets you see what the best combinations are. So if you're interested in minimaxing, if that's what you like at the game, go yeah. for it. But I just like it to show me what I'm not doing. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do the things that are going to make me a terrible team member. Yeah. So if I end up do mixing all these things for fun, but I don't understand how they fit together, um, I'm going to be a bat. Doesn't matter about the role play aspect or anything. When it comes to a, a combat, I'm going to be terrible. Nah, doesn't um, matter. Um, so uh, nah, yeah, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So, so for me, cre- so for cre- me, I, that's I. So I, for me, that matters a lot. I know, right? yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. and then obviously I differ in that. I will, I would deliberately create an absolutely awful character because I think it's hilarious and and interesting. Mm. And by the way, I think it's hilarious to play with a character like that. I really genuinely do. Um, but I don't find it enjoyable to play a character like that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Even if it's like, even if it, my character is silly, I want I want him to be good. You know, in efficient. a way that I feel, yeah, if it, I guess efficient. Yeah, perhaps. Um, but no, I love playing with characters that are ridiculous. Um, but I just try and. I just use it to try and avoid things, so I'll never like select the combinations that min-max me to the to the best because there's still mm. the role play element I love. Um, but yeah, so RPG Bot is 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 the resource, the paper resource I would go to. Um, there are three YouTubers I really enjoy, um, and that's Dungeon Dudes, who like are quite big in the space of upskilling and informing. And, Probably, and I'd, I'd argue they're the biggest information D and D YouTube yeah. channel. I think they probably are. I just want to make sure yeah. I'm not in just in my algorithm echo chamber and there's so many other no. people I just haven't yeah. been able to venture out to. But yeah, yeah, I think Dungeon Dudes are amazing. Like they're they're so level headed and lovely and informative and casual mm. and like it's a really lovely it's really lovely watching their stuff. Um I like XP to level three. Yeah. Because he's the just sort of person yeah but i look the sort of person i would dread to be in the game with him right for for, you know because i feel like he's he's got an element and he's very much the new blood isn't he he's very much the new blood of of the yes yeah and so in and then the other guy who's maybe the old guard the opposite side is is how to be a great gm um on youtube um dude with glasses english guy like a classic like and he's got got some really fantastic fourth recommendation oh go on go for it which is uh matt colville okay is Basically, he's what Matt Mercer is to D and D, as what Spock is to Star Trek. <laughs> does that make okay. sense? I mean, it doesn't, but maybe if you elaborate, it will. <laughs> so, so Matt Mercer is the amazing character and stories guy, and I would, so I, would I would, I would also argue that Matt Colville is an amazing character and stories mm. guy. Uh-huh. But he's much more the war game and logical part of D and D. Matt Mercer's Kirk, Matt Colville Spock is what you're saying, basically. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, that was yeah, that was the analogy. No, no, no. I, I get you. I get you now. No, no, no. You but, got yeah. it. So, I like that analogy a lot. But he was, um, I mean, interesting enough, I found this out the other day, the lead writer on Prey. Oh, that's oh. cool. The reboot. No, in... not that Prey. The original Prey. No, oh, the wow. the other Wait, Prey. Which... The, the asymmetric Prey. <laughs> oh, you're going to get our nerdy sides out now. 
Prey, yeah. what's the year? We're going to have to suffix all uh, of it. Prey. 2012? 20. It was the game that released where they had like four hunters facing off against a big monster. Ah, okay. I think it was called Prey. Uh, anyway. is there, was there a crossover in his writing? Can you see like... Can you see no, it? No, because they, the they, they fucking... The producers of that game absolutely just like... <laughs> <laughs> slammed its face into the ground well, listen, <laughs> just like dragged it along by its ankles <laughs> <laughs> well i look into matt matt Co- colville or matthew he goes by matthew colville a lot as well doesn't he mm-hmm. colville c-o-l-v-i-l-l-e yeah he streams right. but he has um great long-running youtube series now mm. of information for dms and players alike on not only information about um how to run games and how to be uh, how to do the rules of D&D and stuff like that. But also just social aspects of the game. How to be a good player, how to be a good DM, and how to... What's it called? Arbitrate and stuff like that. Mm. If you have problems oh, yeah. at the yeah, table. Yeah. Sure. Which is which is a huge part of being a DM. I'm yes. sure we'll get into that later on um, today. But yeah, arbitrate is... It's, it's a fascinating thing to sort of corral fun. Yeah. Isn't it? That's basically, and it's such a hard fucking job to do as a DM to corral fun. And too much fun, and it's like there's no stakes and nothing matters. And then too yeah, little fun, chaos-y. and it's too. You're like, why am I here? It's mm. such a such a balance. So much respect to DMs that that do it well. Absolutely. As a as a new player, Christine, did yes. you aside from us and Dan, did you guys did you have anywhere that particular that you looked or any resources that you took a I look mean, at? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, how friends roll helps me understand mm-hmm. how games work, yeah. uh, uh, like in terms of like, okay, this is how you talk to each other around the table, yeah, which is very cool. Um, but I just, I did a little, a little search. Johnny sent me some links as well, which were really useful. Um, but um, I mean, in terms of physical things that I was like, okay, well, how, how do you, because this when you look at it is scariest yeah. fucking thing in the yeah, world yeah no no I could. So, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> you're like you don't like it says here how to roll a character but when i was reading it it was like oh, i don't understand what they're talking mm. about what's hp what's rolling a d8 i don't understand <laughs> so um a critical role do really useful little mm. um D helpers uh episodes as well um there was a one guy who showed me how to write uh there was <laughs> sorry because he dm uh dungeon master has a uh, uh like it's not a cheat sheet it's a screen a screen but yeah. it, it holds all of their information on it yeah. and it'll be like little things like how exhaustion rules work and you know yeah. all this sort of stuff and um uh i think johnny sent me a link to say this is what some dungeon masters do so because i was yeah. like what's a dm screen i don't know <laughs> i have got a clue so and then i sort of sneakily thought well okay maybe i can do my own <laughs> for my own yeah. little cheat sheet so i bloody love a list I love getting like things lovely. out of my head um so i wrote my i've got myself a, a little bit of this is all going to be backwards i know because that's how screens work <laughs> i got myself a little a little two-sided bit of cardboard on one side it's all about um you know the activities you're doing when you're not fighting and then others is about combat because that's basically how it was explained to me is that there's two yeah. two two sides of the game one is the traveling and the storytelling and exploring side of things Mm. and then the other one is combat um which some people lean more to having more of one one side of it (laughs) 
to the other. I know you. Yeah. Oh, you love smashy smashy. You love, <laughs> you're, a, you're a lifelong barbarian, and I bloody love it. I am in real life and in, in game. <laughs> but I just, I've got so confused, like how you can quickly look these things up yeah. in the book. So can't. I just sort of pulled out. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't, yeah. you can't at all. Control so F on a PDF. This sounds yeah. terrible, yeah. but there was a guy who was selling one on Etsy, and he just put too many pictures up, so I pinched some some elements from it because I was like, why would I? Pay? I know it's terrible, but I mean, that's, um, it's, that's Etsy in a like... nutshell. Why would I pay for that? I can make that myself. Anyway, so I've got things like you know exhaustion uh, uh-huh. rules and uh, thing about. Um, you know, the money, like how the money works, um, mm. resting, like short rests versus long rests. Yeah. All of this stuff is like, I'm never going to remember this when I start. I'm playing with people a lot more experienced than I am. Mm. So, um, like, I just need a little cheat sheet. And that's mm. basically what that is. And then on here, I've got the combat bit. And it just tells you the moves other than attacking. You can do, you know, things like you can do other types of moves, like yeah. grappling and dodging and helping someone else out and stuff like that. It's not all about swinging your sword or, or mm. drawing your bow. And then, you know, I've added my own little notes. I've read, oh, I keep forgetting that. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I keep forgetting what that is. So yeah. I've added some like notes in there. There's a bit of an in-joke with people if they're like, oh, if you're starting and you want a simple character, create a champion fighter, because all they do is hit things. Mm. And uh, and and that's it. They hit things, and and they're they, not that they great. They steadily hit things, things like harder and harder and harder and harder. And they hit things harder until and harder they become one of the best things in the game at hitting. Absolutely, things. <laughs> and so that's why a lot of people say, "I'm not just wearing champion on my t-shirt because I just realised that point." But if you want to, but if you want to play a champion fight, it's very easy. Even a barbarian, although they're smashy, smashy, they have uh, rage to deal with and things like that. You know. Um, but then I was listening to listen to Carson Castles and one of the guys is like, I wish play a champion fighter, not because I don't understand the game, just because I find they're the most fun. And they're the one that I can get the most RP behind um, sort of playing them because I just basically reskin my same sort of style of character into, into different ways of That's doing cool. it. Uh, and then on the flip side of that, if you uh, like the thing that I like the least, but Johnny really loves, you know, wizards, I'd say are the hardest class, right? Because there's loads of resource management and loads of spells and yes they become quite high powered. I would argue that artificers are actually yes. quite yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 100%. I would almost yeah. argue artificers are harder just because yeah. you've got a yeah. lot more to, to remember to do. Especially if it's your first main character. Yeah. Yeah. Outside, like, outside of combat even you've got so much you need to remember to do mm. like at the end of a long rest you need to do yeah. this stuff and yeah. all that stuff. Oh, not this sheet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, my, so my recommendation I think for for actual creating a player character for creating PC is first of all speak speak to your DM and find out uh, if you're join if you're joining a, another party if you're joining like a random group as we said speak to the DM and the GM see what's in there. Sean mentioned the term min maxing earlier. Okay. Um, min maxing is basically where you you try and make your character be the best at everything and the and uh, you crunch the, you the use party. the numbers don't you yeah. or you crunch the numbers to, to sort of output. The, the best possible yeah. character on yeah. paper. Yeah. yeah. So people will say, you know, like for that. example, <laughs> a a barbarian, you'd want to then play a Goliath because they get automatic strength bonuses and they get this resistance and they get this kind of thing. So you're picking the best class, you're picking the best race for that best class, and then you want this item and you want to take this at this level. That's min maxing, right? Now you're welcome to do that. And as Bradley said, uh, on the flip side, you can create something redonkadink. Um, but but have have a conversation with the with the DM or the GM and see whether it will fit into their world, whether they um, whether they can find a play script. Because although yes, it would be 
great to play something absolutely ridiculous. It might not gel with all the players at the mm. at the table. Um, also, you know, if you, you have the right come in GM, is this, like is this a... true, Ryan? If you have the right GM, you can always um, backtrack on anything or talk to them about changing yeah. anything. You're never set in stone as well. That's the beautiful yeah. thing. Don't get too overwhelmed at the start. Yeah. And then if you're playing new with a whole group of people, have that open conversation about, um, oh, you know what? I actually want to try, and we do this. We've sort of said, actually, if we play this one, I think I'd like to play this class. Uh, and then someone goes, oh, I was thinking about that. But actually then, um, like, I think we had a, the conversation about the Druid, right? I think um, someone wanted to play. I was thinking about Druid and Bradley was like, oh, I'm actually going to, I'm thinking about doing one for Blood and Song, and I was like, "Cool." Well, then that, then I was in the that second hand of that was figure something else out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to play else. Paladin, so great. I'll slip into that then. Um, and then from that's what that I understand, from what I understand, you could have a, a game where you've just got five barbarians. Of course. Way around yeah. Thing, and that's <laughs> that would be excellent, by the way. Yeah. Well. yeah. I mean, because because even yeah. even the same class can specialize in different things. A perfect yeah. example is is a sorcerer. Who can yeah. you can be a divine soul sorcerer who is very specialized into healing, or mm. you can be a lightning sorcerer, which is yeah, damage. So, so Lots when I source. joined, mm. I was actually the last person to join. So Johnny had already chatted to a lot of other people about their characters, and I didn't. I didn't know classes. I didn't know the subclasses within classes. I hadn't got a flipping clue. Um, mm -hmm. So um, when I was chatting, I chatted to Johnny and Dan together. Was it just them, or were you involved as well, Sean? I, feel I like can't remember. There. I'm always involved somehow. Remember. It was a very long time ago. <laughs> I know. It felt like it was a very long time ago. But I was like, I, I, I just had an idea that a, I didn't want to be in the front line because it scares mm. crap out of me. Mm. You should see when I roll uh, in the old initiative order. By roll yes, by, yeah, especially as not freaks me yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do not like it. Um, and I, I got that idea because I'd always, whenever I played on like you know on the old RPGs on on, mm. on computer games. I'd always gone for like a range of character yeah. anyway. So I was like, yeah. I'll stay away from all of that. Thank you very much. Um, so um, they told me what other characters were already there. And I was like, okay, well, what would be a good fit? Um, I think it would be quite cool. And, and Johnny was talking about his world as well. And he said about Zawatu, which is um, this place where they've got these engineers and these incredible people. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that sounds awesome. I think I'll do that. Um, and then everyone was like, oh, are you sure? <laughs> we tried not to yeah. dampen your fun and your enthusiasm. Yeah, if you're yeah. up for it, you know, go for fair, it. But yeah, to be fair, it's all good. And actually, it's been interesting. You know, Christina, I know you're saying you're, you're um, in with the episodes catching up, but it's been interesting watching Bradley play Phaser. Um, yeah. Oh, I I wonder if fight. we if we have <laughs> if we have this chat at the end and cap off in mm. a sort of like where where what's happening next? Yeah, that's so let's, so we'll come, because we'll come back to that. Phaser's a beast. Uh, secretly, Phaser's an absolute beast. <laughs> what we're going to find out now is that Christine has been absolutely not playing Phaser. So. <laughs> well, but what's wonderful is it was like she was almost backed into a corner. We're all backed into a corner, and then the real sort of like. The fire came the out. Real violence of what she's capable of came out. Yeah, I this suppose. is when I find out I had some feet that I had no idea because I spent most of my time <laughs> scrolling through my character sheet, going, "What can I throw at this?" Well, I don't know. I'll pick <laughs> yeah. That actually brings me very nicely to the to the, the next recommendation we were going to have. So yes, D and D Beyond has everything grouped up, have everything done. If you are playing physically, uh, when we started playing, when we started playing four point five, um, everything was on cards. And they and Dan luckily had everything color coded for us. Mm. He had little sleeves and everything like that. Again, we're talking about someone of decades worth of collection um, of, of, of pieces. Um, and that's actually one of the things, Sean, that you mentioned that you missed uh, when we moved to when they moved to Five E. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was really easy in Four E because you had 
uh, separate cards and they each denoted what you could do and you had like move action major um, minor yeah major, major minor, and minor. yeah and you could sort of see them very clearly and for some reason uh, so I, I prefer the system of five i do um but it's interesting starting there because for some reason having them as cards like that it's very video gamey so i was able to role play my combat easier so i was able to go what well, right well can i do six things so I better think about what I'm going to do when I fire an arrow. So the first one, I, the first character I played was a sort of an archer. I can't remember at the time, actually, interestingly, because Dan handled a lot of the character creation alongside us to get us started. Mm. I sort of trusted him fully. Um, so I can't remember. I don't know if I was a ranger, if I was an ar archer or a kind of battle mastery, sort of like a fighter with long range weapons. I really don't know. Um, but uh, and we're going to have fun translating it to five at some point. Yeah. Uh, but so much more, I was inclined to role play the combat. And that's something that for some reason, when I went to five, I found it very difficult to role play the combat. You know, it's, uh, maybe it's because it's laid out, you know, on your sheet in a different way. Maybe you I, I really don't know. I've been thinking about it myself, but I've been trying to consciously implement more role play into my character, mm. which is now more of a simple character like that ranger I think so i can only do it's probably because range. actually in in actuality if you like um mm -hmm. you've only got three things that you can do during a turn which is movement action bonus action and then yeah. you've got a thousand things that cost you an action a thousand things that cost you a bonus yeah. action yeah 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 i found yeah, that so... i found out that i could because well I think I think it took we were six months in when I realised and and Johnny realised because Artifice is quite new to a lot of people um, that I should have been losing my bonus action every time I told Toots to do something. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But then that's that's what happens with Dick Ramsay. He went, "Oh, bugger, we haven't been doing that. All right, we'll do it from now on then." You yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, there's no like, and you know, no one's going to pull you up on it and 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 do anything. With yeah, it. and then there are specific things that minions can't yeah. or pets can't do as well. Mm. Can't yeah. hold action. Unfortunately, well, that's mm. all right because so think... that's what the DM comes into hand for, and also having other players who are quite experienced because you go, "Well, yeah. oh, actually, I think you're allowed to do this." Yeah, but everyone gets their books out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> checks for oh, parity. Sure, just yeah, make sure. Yeah, and then and that's also where homebrew sort of rules come in, or or sort of yeah. like you know, sort of house rules and other sorts of thing. House rules is something I don't know if you've got a segment for house rules. Yeah, so I was just going to say on. we'll touch on uh, homebrew right. and house rules just afterwards, just after this recommendation. So, uh, yeah, you I can see you've got your cards there, right? Well, so... I yeah, I don't know if you can see these again. They'll likely be backwards. Um, oh wait, no, <laughs> I'm already flipped in my screen. Yeah. So these will be forwards, right? Am yeah, right? they're forwards. I don't know. Well, hey, I can read it. Chatter, see? chatter there at you the go. top. Um, so when I knew I was playing a fighter, uh, you can buy these. These are official sort of D and D merch. Um, and I bought these cards, and they each have the the potential actions that you can do. Mm. Uh, actions, bonus actions. Yeah. It separates them. There are monk ones in here as well because I think it was just the one that I bought. Um, there's barbarian, and then they have how short that like... barbarian one is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just two cards. Two cards um, and then they have things like sort of as you can see drow written in the bottom so they'll have um mm. sort of race specific yeah uh, options so I, I so if you need to there are resources that transition yeah. you from four yeah. to five so i don't need these lot, anymore but there but... are a lot online where you can uh print out like i've seen people literally wizards keep literal spell books uh, and separate them out you know their cantrips oh, there's their so first many level, so many, if you're willing to cash out you can really get some nice stuff you can get there's the guys that do animated spell cards that are 
holographics ah yeah that's that nice. move um, i think yeah there's also like really a, nice. a, a wealth of notebooks mm-hmm. that mm. you can um, you can look at and buy i mean yeah. i just use a notebooks but mm-hmm. i know, literally bought a pack of 30 school textbooks that i write in because <laughs> it was yeah, like, i love those exercises because it was like five pound I think the statue of limitations passed, but I used to nick them from school because I loved them so much. I used to open the cupboard where they were kept and take like five and stuff them in my bag. But I used to write in them. You know that, right? I know, but there was something. (laughs) Especially from the school, they get them, you know, they'll get them from like Q Connect or whatever. It'll be like 50p a box of like 20. But I used to go home and I used to write in them. That's so school, if if they're watching and they're trying to press the charges, it it did help me get into writing. So, So, so in the Grange, mate. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, no. I went to the grade and Sean went to a grammar school. I went oh, to grammar school, okay. but we don't talk about it because I like to like to You don't like to sound it. You don't like sound. Yeah. I smart. like it down here on the street, you know, I like to sort of lord it right, above okay. people quietly. Yeah, yeah. I was a I was okay. a small fish in a big pond at the grammar school, I tell you that. I didn't make it into the grammar school, unfortunately. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. I was dumb dumb. I did, yeah. never mind. Um <laughs> Uh, that's I don't why we get along so a, much isn't it probably, well i don't count because i i was i was a horses brat so i moved around to like 10 different schools and just kind of landed <laughs> yeah yeah i didn't have to do a test you're part of like the armed forces covenant oh, where no, they were see, like okay well we've got to get some armed forces kids in grammar schools right we've got, to, we've got to yeah. get a couple into grammar schools because because i was a raft brat and uh my dad left the raft just before i changed schools um they had to actually appeal in court to get me a school no wow. way! Yeah, wow. yeah. So that oh, was the only way I got into college was them appealing. No kitchen. Mm, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I moved. I moved Otherwise, you'd be, you'd be ripping, out living, ripping out kitchens for a living. Ripping out kitchens for a living, right? Nothing wrong with that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, but anyway, that's not very D and D related. <laughs> Although, is it like because it's interesting that there's and combat, that, and, combat yeah, and D and D is one of the core parts, rules and, and structure. I don't know. Do you guys? Yeah. And then because I work for the civil book. service. New um, adventure book Strixhaven is all about being at school. Yeah, so, you know. There you no, go. I, well, I work for civil service. I work with the army, and I wonder if there is, you know, a, a connection between these things. There I don't is, know if you've ever thought about whether, it. Uh, well, I haven't thought about it, but there is a huge crossover between forces people and board games, mm-hmm. right? And tabletop games, right, and right, right? Things like Warhammer, just really popular in all of the oh, armed I forces. I see. I didn't know that. That's fascinating. I'm going to probe some more of the armed forces people I work with and find out all their secrets, like what sort of <laughs> things they're into, right? Yeah, my dad was very competitive at all board games whatsoever, so yeah, they, would, they, would all end up, yeah. they would all end up with everyone teaming up against him because he just didn't... <laughs> he wasn't, <laughs> he he wasn't fair to anybody. So, I've gone, sorry. No, it's just, I, you finish up and then we'll, we can look at home brewing and no, home brewing. No, no, it's fine. I just wondered if anybody wanted to talk about note taking as we started talking about. Oh, yeah. We all, we all yeah. love a good note taking. Yeah. So um, I. And a note taker, which is Christine in our group, by yes. the way. <laughs> Christine, and then, but, and then if it's not Christine, it's Brad, which we discovered in the last episode when Johnny told us something and it was me, Sean, Joffrey, and. Dan. Well, like, we'll just go back and on the we stream just and like, figure it out. Uh, no one to. took any note. What's that guy's name? <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I mean, you guys are the. I found that when I t- took my notes digitally, I was I, there was too much and I was writing stuff like out like it was being said. Um, Brad, Christine, any recommendations on note taking? Um, I tried at the beginning because um, obviously it was my first my first ever campaign. Um, 
I tried to write like a dramatic persona, you know, like the, the you know the opening of a play, you get all the characters, and, and mm. in a lot of you know like Game of Thrones, they've always got it's got the list of all the families and stuff, and I thought, oh, I'll try and do that. I, it got overwhelming, and um, <laughs> I was also trying to do place names as well. And I was like, trying to basically create like an index, uh, uh-huh. just because I'm yeah. a geek and I love a list, yeah. but it just didn't it didn't work like it, like keeping on top of it was just massive because yeah. and you end up you end up asking johnny to repeat half the things he says because you yeah, don't know how to spell it or yeah, the wealth of like npcs that. is just it just didn't work for me and it probably does work for some people i just didn't well, like that's kind of what i do but i only i i write information i know i'll forget so it's <laughs> almost always people names place names and a couple of other key bits of information because yeah. i'm good at remembering I events like... i'm really good at remembering events and i'm terrible at remembering names and places i think i think with me i i i go to the old old-fashioned notebook with uh, just pen and paper and and i prefer it without lines because sometimes you have to draw things nice. like maps and stuff <laughs> um but all i do is i i i will write down i don't write a huge amount of detail but i do write just to try and jog my memory um i try and i try and put in in a box key names and key places so that i can oh. so when i'm going when i'm flicking through i can go hang on a minute hang on a minute hang on, and then it will jog a memory and i go oh look look um and then there's sort of johnny's very good at putting little um uh recurring things and one of the recurring things that we've got at the moment is that that we keep having these visions these kind of group mm. dream things so every page that I've mentioned, the vision, I've, I've folded over the corner so I can go back and oh, have a little so I can find them quite quickly. Um, well, we talked about the visions last time and could, bear, could sort of yep. barely remember it. So we, like, we um, needed that bloody notebook. We needed you there. We were like, some oh, of that dear. tree, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. The other thing that I've got in here as well is um, I have my list of pockets because <laughs> I decided... Good. Oh, that's uh, great. Right when I, I started, yeah. right at the beginning, was that... Um, uh phaser was someone who had a lot of pockets um uh, but i was like no she's got 43 pockets she's not just got a lot of pockets she's got mm-hmm. 43 and everything's mm-hmm. got its own little home so so far one two three four five six seven i've filled nearly half of them with specific things yeah so when i pull things out then i, I can say so that out of pocket 27 she pulls her thermal cube um if any geeks we can do next year we'll do an extended uh we'll we'll, we'll break the rules right we'll do an extended (laughs) advent calendar yeah of all all the of all the pockets (laughs) but i'm trying Uh, to you know if basically if there's anything game related it goes like story related it goes on this side and if there's anything that because we we all often have our chats as well at the mm. end of the stream and at the beginning of the stream about specific things we're going to do jobs and stuff Mm. that goes on the other side to say and sometimes when I'm drawing a map or something, I'll do it on that side as well, just to try and try and keep keep. Uh, you know, when you're going into a dungeon or something like that. Yeah. Um, then I'll try. Very very side. thorough very thorough note taking, but I think definitely the the recommendation which I actually thought was amazing out there was the squaring of names and important things. Yeah, yeah it, that it was really helps. cool. It just helps to find things, and 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 you know, and like I say, with the folding of the corner, just try and help. You you, you know this is going to come mm. up again, mm. so you're like, yeah, all right. Um, and I and I know. I know what page I've got my um the 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 gods because there's there was we stay Johnny has created this huge law mm. it keeps coming up keeps coming up the gods and so to remember the names of the gods you know I had one time and then all of a sudden he turns out he's introduced like another half a dozen <laughs> yeah I still I'm, I tried I've been trying to memorize the new gods I can't. Oh, it's not <laughs> it doesn't stay in for some no, reason. It's not staying like, in. You know, I can remember all the original gods, but I can't. I can't yeah. name 
the, so the new ones. I don't know one DM that uh, clouds that kind of information from players. So another thing that we can say is just ask if you don't remember anything. Just yeah, ask. Yeah, yeah. There is a con- there is a above the table and on the table uh, conversations, right? That can sort of happen. So you might hear a lot of people say, "Oh, above the table." Da, 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 da. Mm. And above the table just means you're sort of your you you pause the I game <laughs> and you come out of it and you go. Sean right, needs to know something. Yeah, above the table, Johnny Ryan is completely forgotten work. about the gods. Can you re- just remind me about that? Uh, and then you know we go back and then you go unpause the game yeah. and go back. Well, like Sixsmith would know this. He's a fighter, but Sean can't remember how to you know use some a tool in his arsenal. How does it work? Mm. Can yeah. you help me out? Yeah. And another and rule is, and what happens under the table, nobody mentions. Yes, yes. That's basically, <laughs> That's basically where rogues, rogues and sorcerers <laughs> hang out under the table. Um, so the, the last thing I want to touch on before we go to some rituals and superstitions that we may have uh, is that that difference between homebrewing and home ruling. Um, we've, sort, we've given you guys resources. We've said where to look, where to find all the stuff from wizards, um, you know, where to, where to be able to use that to create and start to learn uh, and some of recommendations. And then if you want to take it any further than this, there is what they call homebrewing. Homebrewing is creating your entire world. Aryan Well is a homebrewed world that uses the Dungeons and Dragons mechanics um, to be able to let us play, but doesn't particularly uh, use any of their lore, their pantheon, their worlds. We have some of the same items, um, but and so and the same monsters, whether reskinned. But homebrewing actually allows you to create um anything you want within the within the setting and adapt it however you would like to the there are uh so the one thing to note here is that in dnd beyond you can create your own content you can upload it i believe if you have like the master account um and you know so you could potentially do this but it doesn't doesn't yet let you uh, upload your own races and classes and a few other things Brad, I feel like there are you can homebrew races on there now, not classes yes. still, but you can um, homebrew. I believe races Roll Twenty allows you to up- upload stuff. That's Roll Twenty is very freeform, but it, yeah, like as I said before, it's also like, ridiculously yeah. stupidly annoying to use and yeah, yeah. Not so easy. Johnny's invented a few of his in own. Yeah, in <laughs> <our> opinion, <laughs> Johnny's invented there are a some few. Some people his... will die on that sword. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, some people absolutely into all the Roll Twenty. Um. So Johnny's invented a few of his own classes, uh, and I think the best place to find a lot of this stuff is there's a website called DMs Guild, which is where a lot of people will put their own stuff, all their homebrew adventures, their characters, their items, they'll put them all up on there uh, to be able to be used. Like, as we talked about, like, Ryan being... uh, Yeah, so go ahead. I was going to say, even though a lot of the stuff has a price on it, it's actually a lot of it free. It's a pay-what-you-want website, most of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and it depends on, and again, if the, the if uh, we, I personally would prefer to run games through D and D Beyond because it's easy and it makes it easy for everyone. Uh, but if you are a, a DM that allows people to use Roll Twenty and create your own home classes, I know as we talked about Ryan being a barbarian, there is no hand to hand like boxer a class, a pugilist class, but someone's created one on DM's Guild, so I could potentially buy that, and then you know if we were using something like run it. Um, and a lot of these people, they put a lot of time and effort and they try and balance them. And, and I think, I believe you need to get recommended or something. You need to get your work checked before you can put it on there, I think. 
um, by someone who's basically I've by never a uploaded, I've never uploaded it. Yeah. No. There's maybe yeah. a vetting process or something involved. Yeah. So you can't just be like, you get level nine spells at level one. Do you know what I mean? Like no one's saying, oh, because it was on DMs Guild, I bought it. Um, but mm. so, you know, there's 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 options out there. And home ruling is, is a similar thing. There are a set of rules inside of, as we said in the player's handbook. Um, but home ruling allows you to make some changes. Um, for example, criticals is something that we have changed uh, within our game and our rulings. Uh, generally, in the book, if you if you score a twenty on your attack roll on your d twenty or nineteen for those champion fighters, um, you will normally roll double the amount of dice. So if you rolled one d ten, you'd roll two d tens, and you would take that score. Uh, but we changed the way that we wanted crits because we wanted our crits to feel, I think they're called crunchy crits, what we do, uh, which is where you roll your dice and then you add all the maximums to it. So if you roll the D10 and you plus three, then you would basically hit for 13 automatically and then you roll a D10 on top of that. And so there's many, many ways for you to basically change some of the rules, change some of the ways uh, in home in home ruling and home brewing. Uh, Brad, you're actually inventing your own homebrew world. I won't ask you to sort of tell us what it is or, or get into it because I imagine it's quite extensive. But what's uh, yeah, some it's good like tips trying to explain people? what what Middle Earth is like. Exactly. So where do you start? And yeah. But where where are some good tips and resources for people oh, to? Oh God. So well, I mean, for any good writer, any writer that wants to write pretty much anything, Scrivener is a good tool. Um, mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be homebrewing worlds. Can be writing a novel. Could be writing a script. Anything at all. Um, but then outside of that, there is just, it's some of it for, is very specific. So if you want to make maps, I would recommend incarnate, um, making tokens. There's loads of websites for making tokens, um, and just good information in general. Reddit is by far yeah. and away the thing I use most, um, because, as everybody knows, other people are yeah. better at it than I am. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, in most of the time, in most things, in most yeah, things yeah. that you do, there's someone better, and they've posted yes, that on Reddit. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, you're 100 percent right. Yeah. And sort of, uh, yeah, being able to know when and how to poach that is a huge yeah. part of the creative process. As any person is, mm. in, uh, I, I don't call it stealing. I call it innovating. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. Exactly. So we a great example of that. I think we played. We have a game that we play. We have a Strad Curse of Strad game, and Bradley has borrowed elements from Reddit and put them in our games. And I think there was an amazing piece where we sort of looking at these stained glass windows and doing all these really amazing story moments. And I was like, oh shit, man, that was really fucking amazing. And, like, yeah, and Bradley was like, that's book. not in the book at all. <laughs> like, yeah, and I was like, it. oh, that's. But you made it feel like yeah, a lot was, of it. It was part of it. There's this one guy, one guy called Dragna Carter. Who has reloaded Brilliant the name, entire? By the way. Yeah, Carter. he's reloaded the entire book. Oh, it's an Magna amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's an amazing resources. Over over fifteen chapters and eleven appendices, mm-hmm. and amazing. he's completely reloaded with new content, changed content. Here's what you can do if the party's like really good at combat. Here's what you can do if the party's shit at combat. So, oh, that's yeah. great. That's yeah. really lovely. Yeah, it's like, uh, like you know, isn't it? There's that fable where they like hire hackers, don't they, to sort of do do jobs for them. That's like that, you know. Get get the guy who's hacked the thing to make it better for everyone. Take yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Somebody like else some has people... done the work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> I, I, why would I do? 
<laughs> it's already it's already enough work currently, and but trying to make it better is already so much additional yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. What's so, this chap's name again? What's this? Dragna Carter. On Reddit. I'm, I'm a fan of the name alone. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. He's good. Right. He's really yeah. good. I, I think he actually nowadays streams his own adventure now. Like he runs Strahd nice. as a Twitch thing. So I, I don't know. I use it. That's very. That's very nice. Okay. So uh, just before maybe we touch on the fun bit that Sean mentioned, um, like many games, like many sports. Uh, as we mentioned with the family rolling dice, there are a lot of rituals and superstitions and and things that people um, love to bring to any form of game. Um, the biggest one the conversation that we've had is rolling your dice, right? Not only do you do people have good dice, bad dice. Taj mentioned it in the chat that um, uh, Dan would ban people from using their dice if they kept rolling good rolls. You know, there are there are stories of people baking, <laughs> baking their dice. The superstition to get them to... of the dice having the sort of yeah the, lap yeah. Of the, of the, the pseudo RNG yeah. or like and like anything though. You know, I used to kiss dice before rolling them until this pre-pandemic. Until Dan <laughs> sort of said, "Ryan, you're not the first person to use those dice. They've been in that pool for a long time." Um, so you know, there's uh, I, I, and there's the big one of of dice jail, right? You know, if the dice are rolling badly chuck them in dice jail i'm not using those we uh in this stream have bradding the dice <laughs> yeah sorry brad <laughs> sorry brad but we have brad in the dice because brad's physical all because rolls. i've rolled like 20 natural ones in five yeah. sessions come on <laughs> yeah you know it yeah. was it, it, sometimes you get unlucky and to the point where Taj bought him a whole load of dice <laughs> to, uh -huh. to try and levy it out um but you know like discussing tactics um, different kinds of role playing, different kind of food, as Chris said, bringing snacks, um, even wearing lucky pants, if that's the kind of thing you do. Are there any rituals, superstitions that you guys like to set into with games or like to play? I know when we played with Dan, one of the big things for us was someone does lunch. Um, yeah. And that would normally fell to me. Um, someone brings no, snacks sorry, it didn't and someone does me. lunch. I, vo I volunteered for lunch and I'd always make sure I'd put on a nice spread for people that it wouldn't make them too lethargic, but would feed them up. You know, yeah. so that was the the right snacks are critical. You can't go yes. too healthy because then people are miserable because of that. And they think, why, why the hell are you on snacks? And why did I come here for this? Yeah. And you can't go too heavy or people will get the sugar high than the crash or they'll be too full of food to be able to think properly. It's a real fine line mm. like when it comes to maybe we should talk about that after we've touched on superstitions, because I'm interested in anyone's recommendation, especially in the chat for mm. like good snacks for a kind of gaming session. I mean, um, so yeah, any rituals or superstitions? I, mean, I don't really have rituals for D and D. I had rituals for Monster Hunter. <laughs> well, what's that? And now I want to know what that is. Yeah, so so because there was drops from my from doing the bosses that were I don't know one percent, half a percent. Um, so there was there's there's a a, a community wide sort of ritual of um, there's this little pet that is in every game. Sometimes it's a little miniature pig. Sometimes it's uh, a little cat. Sometimes it's something else. Uh, and you used to pet the poogie. And uh, if he gave you a little love heart, then you knew your luck was good. And off you went. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and I if he it. didn't give you a love heart, you knew you weren't going to get the item. You're like, I'm not going to give it a try today. The poogie didn't, <laughs> didn't give me the luck. Give me the luck. <laughs> So has that translated to D and D for you at all? Do you have yeah, a? Not do you really. Have a I mean, I blow people? dice, but I've always blown dice since I was a kid. Huh. So I don't know. That's more Nothing. ritual than superstition, I guess. Yeah. In many ways, yeah. yeah. 
I used to roll all my d20s and then take out the lowest lowest one and then roll them again, lowest one, roll them again, lowest one. Uh, and then I'd be, and then whichever stuck with me to be the highest, I'd use that set. That's why I used to, that's why I used to Well, do. I wouldn't own up to that, to be honest. Um, I think, no, I'm only joking. We all have, we all have our own. I'm, I'm, I don't think I have for, for D&D because I've never found, it's weird, isn't it? I, I, when you're in the moment, I want to, I want the numbers to succeed and you're so yeah. in it. And then as soon as I leave, I don't think about the numbers. I don't think about that aspect of it, but, but then in the moment, it's so powerful and important. But but I don't so I don't think that I ever have ever thought about it afterwards so I could think of any superstitions. It's only in the moment do I realise how important it is. Um, so no, I, I really don't have any superstitions. Mm. But then I guess also maybe it comes from if you were more inclined to be immersed in the world of sport before you came into this, then yeah, maybe I the superstitions have for sport come over to this. Spaces that like to sit in particular places on the table. Like actually, I found that we did that at Dan's quite a bit. We would sit in specific locations around the table. Um, it's more that... like the schoolyard, the school thing where you're like, this is my seat. I feel good about this. I'm going to yeah, stay in my seat. But that's still a right? superstition. I think that's still a sort of way to get yourself, immerse yourself in, right? This is me. This is me playing. Yeah. Um, you're putting on a hat, wearing a pipe. We used to buy bottles of mead when we went to Dan's as well. Yeah. We used to have yeah. a cup of mead. You know, that became a sort of a ritual, <laughs> if you will, a yeah, sort of uh, a cheeky little you, bit Christine? of mead. Rituals, superstitions? Um, I don't have any rituals or superstitions because I don't think I've been playing long enough. Um, <laughs> I, I like to be prepared because I haven't been playing long enough. Uh, so yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> basically means I read the last few pages of the notebook and go, what does that mean? A little bit. Yeah. Um, I like uh, to have my stuff like set in places you know well that's um, that's that's that's, just, that's a that's ritual isn't it it's, no, it's just preparing it's just setting up yeah that's just i would say that's just um, tell me tell me what you're drinking yeah, out of christine what are you drinking out of you're drinking out of phases mug are you i'm not today because it's not a game but I, that I, i'd I say that that's even that's something you grab there isn't it you grab phases mug because no, it's well it depends if you yeah if you ascribe the luck to it then it's a superstition no, if then it, uh, yeah, then, don't, but you I don't, don't ascribe the luck to it, Because no, I have, I have done games where I haven't been drinking out of it because it's, uh, you know, it's, it's yeah. I've, I've used so it. We should put it to the test. <laughs> Stop drinking out of it and see what happens. Look, I'm trying to say superstitions are, are ludicrous and ridiculous, by the I know way. you are. I know you are. But I, you know, I think. They're not they... real things. I just, I don't want to have to get too sort of like. So you you're know, telling me that box. ghost that lives downstairs isn't actually real? No, I didn't say supernatural wasn't oh, real. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just said super- if you pat the ghost on the head every time you start a game for good luck, then that's ludicrous. Yeah. But of right, course, okay. if you just acknowledge that. But that's only if that it comes sense. up through the floorboards and you pat it on the head. If it doesn't come through the floorboards, it comes out the door. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, the, no, that's a misnomer. Ghosts have to walk upstairs just like the rest of us. Oh, do yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why they never, that's why they're wailing all the time. That's why so they've exhausted. got a flying speed of yeah. zero in the place. Yeah. Yeah. And because most of the ghosts see Olimna can't actually make it up the stairs. They need a chairlift. Yeah. Oh man, so you have to install a chairlift for your own ghosts. Yeah, I yeah. feel like they've yeah. gone off on a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> From superstitions to bell, the supernatural. Like, come on, come on. Okay, well, um, I think let's let's look on to the final segment. So there's two final things we want to talk about. One is um, what we sort of love as people playing D&D, and then that final catch-up that Sean was mentioning about what we think is next with us. Um, we don't take too much anymore, anyone's time. Um, all right, I want, I want a short one sentence about what you love about D&D. Mine is the immersive role-playing with friends and smashy-smashy. <laughs> 
yeah but you prepared so that's why that was a nice sort of tight little sort of thing i don't i don't have one prepared um i, I like i just not as you know i'm not good at short sentences yeah um it's it's all about the collaborative storytelling for me <laughs> it's all about collaborative storytelling and i'll just leave it there that's it for me i've got nice. more but i'm gonna that's it i'm trying <laughs> to keep it to that i'm trying to be good start shaking <laughs> yeah. hold on a minute uh i like uh hanging with my friends and uh and uh there's definitely an and there I'm trying yeah to same here um yeah and and, and many ands for you sean just just being problem a bit, solving group problem yeah, solving just being a, yeah just being a bit creative just thinking yeah. outside the box and seeing how johnny rolls with it <laughs> yes yeah. yes if you'll allow it, it. He's very good at it <laughs> If you'll allow it, the words that a DM hates to hear. <laughs> Brad? And everyone knows it's it's all three for me. It's everything. <laughs> it's 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 the social, it's the smashy smashy, it's yeah. the storytelling. Mm. Love it all. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I think that just sort of proves that I think what we all love about it is that it brings friends together. Um, it allows it takes you out of this horrible world that we've been living in these last two years. Puts you um, in a different kind of horrible world. Yeah, but one, yeah. Where, but one where you've got a sword. But it's, Mate, it's, I'm a it's software engineer. Can... My life hasn't changed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one that you can you can solve by throwing fireballs out of your hands, and you can't really do that here. No, verbal <laughs> fireballs maybe. Yeah, or Molotov cocktails. But then that's just called <laughs> alchemist fire in D and D. So there you go. Hey, how good would a film be about people who decide to radicalize, like positively, obviously, to like and rise up but over their games of D, and they learn about like the unfairness of their world through D, and then they rise up on the actual streets but, using all the knowledge and the teamwork fair, that they've built to good, be fair i think that's an absolutely excellent way of teaching politics in schools is D. yeah I, I think it would be wouldn't it i mean i you would almost imagine that like risk is one of the early versions of of sort of of that sort of thing um yeah that but, makes sense uh, but yeah but yeah, no, D&D is, is mm. absolutely the way they bring in yoga, as we learned, as I learned when I stayed with Dan. They bring in yoga into schools to tr- try and teach young kids how to sort of manage their thoughts and their, their sort of body. Um, they should bring D&D in, you're right, to, to sort of learn about politics and, and other sorts of things, religion and all sorts of other things. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's just a social tool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Deal with yeah. it. Yeah. You get some <laughs> horribly racist person running your game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh dear. Um, okay, so let's let's have a think. Where we ended up, Christine, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Good, because I don't remember. The fire, the fire has been <laughs> unleashed inside of Phaser, right? You you need to seeing the seeing the uh, how much damage Toots can do on the front line. I think you've got a letter into letter into the world now. I, need, <laughs> I think you've got a le- you've got a letter into the world. So- yeah, so what we found out is, so so we talked about this in the last session, actually, but mm. it was without uh, the two of you, um, without m- all of the key members, actually. Uh, but uh, we touched on where we were in the game currently, wh- where we'd be coming back to in the new year, which I can't believe now is a week away. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but when we come back, we will have just come out of the uh, the malaise uh, and the sort of the the conflict that came out of the war the, the skirmish i mean it but, it but it felt like a war to us i mean really like it's the sort of one of the biggest battles we'd have fought some of us ever as characters and some of us for a long time 
So that sort of turning point seemed to, in that session that you weren't present at, Christine, it seemed to be a turning point for us as players as well to think, well, where are our characters going? Um, so I don't, I don't know if you've, I'm sure if you haven't caught up with it, I know you'll catch up with it before the, know, um, yeah, I've got, I've got before, before we get started. But yeah, I just wanted to make sure where your knowledge, I don't want to spoil too much mm. for you, see. Um, <laughs> so we kept Phaser like in the conversation, but we don't want to speak for Phaser. So like there's a, every chance, like once you listen to the episode, there's every chance that we can start the next episode or however Johnny has it planned mm. with you, you know, sort of agreeing with what you agree with, not agreeing with what you don't agree with. But we sort of came to the idea that once we find my center and we sort of find out what's going on with your, some of your arc, there'll be a point where we'll all decide how can we do something positive about the world that we're in? How can we, how can we confront all of the negativity we've, we've had thrust upon us? How can we sort of t turn the tables and face it head on instead and actually do some good? And what's interesting is all of our characters have different ideas about what that is, right? How they, how you bring the positivity into the world. And, mm. um, uh, you know, like, for example, some characters, I'm sure Docs wants to burn it down first before he, uh, you know, can say safely. Um, Octavius, we don't know about because, you know, he, he's, he's walked away from the table. Uh, he walked away. Bradley hasn't walked away from the table. Octavius walked away from the, from the group. Mm. Um, so, so that's where we're at. We're at a sort of, turning point where as we go to on the journey towards my center we will also be going on the journey towards finding how we can bring a bit more order to this chaos or mm. maybe some chaos to the order if we don't like the order as it currently stands so i don't know if you how you feel about that this is your initial reaction i imagine as well because uh, we've always been talking about it you know behind the scenes yeah. a little bit and we I always felt like we we're heading in that direction because we want to do something positive so. There's a lot. There's a lot wrong with the order in the world, uh, in mm. terms of the fact that there is a hierarchy, uh, as in a lot of worlds and, mm. and a lot of, uh, um, of you know, real and and imaginary fantasy. So you know, there's some some authority is not necessarily uh, right. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's something yeah. that I know. For yeah. example, Phaser has discovered that the you don't know this yet, but in her in her past, we find out um, that she discovered that to her cost. Because mm -hmm. um, mm, she's, right. she's a very naive and trusting person, um, yeah. and, and it hasn't, you know, it's it, it it gave her a knock. So when she figured that out, um, and she's going to find out when my center comes into the picture, there's going to be a big, a big realization mm. there as well, which I think nice. will, it's very you know, exciting. Yeah, mm. I think so. We can chat to Johnny about it. And, yeah, you know, stuff like that, which which is what you do, your DM. So the other yeah. thing, you you can have side conversations with your DM about where you want your character arc to go. Yeah. If yeah. you if you have an idea, you don't have to. You can just sort of sit back and follow the story <laughs> if you want to. Um, but t deciding the direction of what you're comfortable doing is also very important. The the, yeah. the Johnny had a uh, had a conversation with us very early on. Um about especially because this is live stream oh we've had such good internet from christine oh, no. today really unlucky you just oh, cut no, out no, there no, at no. the critical <laughs> point that you're that even ethernet oh, cable no. we thought it was yeah. gonna be okay I'm back. Yeah. yes you're back, you you're back. Uh, am I back? You said johnny johnny oh, just okay. told me and then you oh, okay oh bugger <laughs> um it's that thing where johnny had this conversation with us all very early on about um what we were comfortable talking about in our mm -hmm. world um and that could be, you know, if there's certain things that are certainly triggering for you and you don't want to bring it into your world, this is the other thing about mm. it can be yeah. an escape. 
And there can be some things that you actually want to tackle head on, but you can only do that if you've got the consent of everyone around the table. Yeah. Um, and it, it is a yeah. joint element because it is serious. So it sounds silly because it is an escapism, but actually you do put a bit of yourself on the table and you do, you do, there is a, there is an element of vulnerability when you're talking about. There's got to be always trust and yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. It sounds Definitely. silly because, you know, when you're a kid in the playground, if you, if you are labeled a geek or a nerd that, you, you know, especially growing up in like the eighties and nineties, mm. that was it. You, you got bullied, mm-hmm. you know? And so yeah. there is still that element around the table, even when you're in your thirties and your forties, you know, <laughs> you people, yeah, there's, there's a lot like, of gatekeeping. Yeah. yeah lot of sure, gatekeeping sure, sure. Exposing yourself to that. And you, you yeah. that's, that's the good thing about having friends, you know, around the table and, why sometimes sitting around the table with strangers can be a bit because you're like actually they're talking about stuff i'm not comfortable about mm. <laughs> you know yeah uh, maybe yeah. they've got different priorities about how they want to play this game or maybe they they're quite blasé about something that's quite important to me you know and that could be anything you know that could be yeah um about sexism or racism like something big or it could be about yeah. actually i don't want to be smashy smashy all the time i'm getting really bored can yeah. you actually do some yeah. storytelling or we're doing too much storytelling. I'm looking at you, Ryan. Can we yeah. smash this? <laughs> coin, coin the phrase, getting sharp axe, haven't we? Yeah. Like, you haven't yeah. used it in so long, it's just yeah. staying sharp. That's, I, that's, I, I don't know if this is true of everybody because the because the people around the table set this tone but there's i've seen it mm. um it being explained as veils and and lines so you don't ever cross a line so if everybody around the table says right no child molestation you don't cross that line um but if the veil is um i'm uncomfortable with spiders but i actually would like to have them in a game because it might help me get over my fear or, or i don't it's not going to stop me from playing if they are in the game but i may yeah. be afraid of them so it's like the veil is like you know what push it if you want and i'll let you know if i'm uncomfortable but the line is let's not cross this when we play under any circumstance so yeah no safety is an incredible part of it and we're sort of learning more about that aren't we because i think as DD becomes more inclusive and as there is that element you're right in any sort of fan base where it can become quite acerbic and it can be quite gatekeepery and quite Mm -hmm. nasty we've got to make sure the inclusivity includes anybody and that's Yeah. yeah it's a really important you know line to balance whilst also as i feel very strongly about when you create anything i think it should be important even if this it's important because it's silly and we all have fun because it's silly i like that it's important also and sometimes important things go across the veil you know like where we speak about race fairly often in our thing and i'm glad everybody's comfortable with it because we mm. feel like that's something we we can speak to in our own ways and it's a veil we're sometimes willing to cross and and it's difficult but but we would never cross any lines, I hope. Yeah. Um, I mean, we had a we had a big thing about sexism even um, mm. because we just we went into Nirmungarten and all of a sudden it was a very matriarchal society. And for once, you know, the uh, not for once, but but uh, slightly unusual for the real world, the the women would only talk mm. to 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 Faser because she's the only female in the yeah. party. She yeah, it's very shocking, wasn't it? And we, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we and, very and, much yeah. addressed that. Yeah. We very much yeah. addressed that since you've been away. Um, oh, cool. uh, <laughs> yeah. that one. That's okay. <laughs> yes, exactly. We'll, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. But it was interesting because it gave yeah. it gave Phaser, who often you know is a small character, literally physically uh, and sometimes overlooked, uh, a sort of opportunity to be thrust in forward. So that was really mm. interesting as well from a story perspective. Yeah, it was. But then um, you know there was also some people. You know there was that element of. I think we had a conversation about it where, oh, oh, hang on a minute, does that mean that Phaser is 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 getting too much of the spotlight because all of a sudden she's being thrust forward? 
and it was an interesting conversation that we had amongst ourselves and i hope it's yeah. out there, you know? so and also that yeah. might make you uh you know as a new player you might not be ready to like be a face character yeah do you yeah. know what i mean uh and so that makes the, the game uncomfortable for you if that's the kind of thing that um thing is. so it's finding that balance between between yeah. everybody being open yeah. talking to each other yeah that's that's one of the most important things mm. i just want to circle back because i saw bradley smirking a little bit when we were talking about nobody knows what's going to happen next with with a character um and i yeah. feel like that's something that we can't ryan and i speculated and we talked a little bit about it in the last episode you jumped on as well bradley in the twitch which was great we, i hope we did both of you a service when we talked about you know where characters yes. might go next and some story that has, has been in the past uh, in the previous episode which you can watch online um but what can you tell us for people who were thinking what can i expect when i watch the episode next monday without giving too much away but without you know giving them I'm trying to find a nicer way to say blue balls, but we'll find a. I mean, you've got to give us something. Be okay. Oh I'll god, do. I don't like the way you said that. It doesn't have to be. I mean, it doesn't have to be alive. Does so it? okay, we well, should be there in pieces. His comes back to us, <laughs> Someone's <laughs> mailing him back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> serial killer, and that's our next arc. Hawthorne, a serial killer. No, okay. Could be. Uh, well, um, problem is that I don't really know where to take him until. Yeah the group dynamic dynamics start happening again if that yeah. makes sense until the characters start engaging each other again that's it's it's quite yeah. hard to know yeah. where he is yeah i mean no, I, that's, I, I sort that's of know fair. where he is mentally he's it's probably the worst he's ever been in his life but mm -hmm. but you know that can change these things can change on a dime because in the moment characters react sometimes in mm. ways you don't expect or predict right which is mm -hmm. what i absolutely love about dnd as well um, the character can almost run away from you sometimes. It's all very interesting because Christine has no idea what's going on. No, I'm sitting there going, Oh, my God, I'm trying to reel back, but of course you don't You yeah. don't know. No idea why Octavius is not part of the group. Oh, and... like... Yeah. No, this is really interesting. Uh, yeah. But I know, I know, I've got, I've got, I've got to wait. I'll catch up. It's fine. Do what everybody else does. Put it on in the background. It's fine. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> Cool. All right, I'm going to call last orders there at Ripper's Roadside Tavern. Make sure you pack up your bedrolls and uh, we'll throw we'll throw the, the fire out on this lovely night. You can head back down the dusty trails and make sure your random encounters don't roll too high. Hopefully you only get wolves instead of gelatinous cubes. And we shall see you guys next week for a full party, hopefully. Yeah, yeah it will be for the first campaign. time in a long time. First Very time fine. in a long time we've all had a, a crazy winter season uh, and we are going to kick off 2022 with uh, Blood and Song. So thank you very much for being here, everyone. Uh, thanks for giving some recommendations. I think Christine mentioned that we will post them out uh, as a list um, yeah. or maybe a couple of tweets to sort of say where to go. And um, other than that... Yeah, have... thanks, Ryan. Thanks for corralling us. It's all right. And, no and problem. Keep in order. Uh, it's just uh, just a barman's a barman's duty here at the tavern, <laughs> you know. Far worse things. Have Keep come the conversation flowing, right? That's what they do in Keep the bar. Keep the drinks that's, and that's the conversation the flowing, job. and the hearth warm, and <laughs> everyone's happy. <laughs> so, thank you very much, everyone. I hope you have a wonderful week, and we will see you guys all next week. Bye bye. bye. See you later. Oh.